just in time for Dunce Patrol. is so dumb. Dunce Patrol. Dunce Patrol. That show is so dumb. Dunce Patrol. Mom, after a hard week at school, it's fun to kick back, watch some dumb guys, and know I won't have to see or think about Mr. Ratburn all weekend. What a wonderful kind of day. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Dunce Patrol. That's right. It's an improvised comedy podcast with dumb sound effects and no Ratburns, okay? If I'm your sweet, sweet host, Tobias Child, and we're recording in the underground podcast studio in the basement of the world-famous Improv Olympic Theater in Chicago, Illinois, birthplace of improvised long-form comedy. Thank you, Del Close. Thank you, Sharna, Mommy, and Daddy. <laughs> Today, I am pleased to be joined by some of the most beautiful human beings, talented improvisers, some of my best friends in hell, even co-workers. It's the Dutch Patrol family. What's going on, guys? Hey, 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 hey,
Lake Erie is also in Canada. Yeah. 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 And, but but touch is? Touches the Great Lakes, which leads to yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Connecting. Mm-hmm. So really a, li- a bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. Right? Where we yeah. would uh, Were you guys freshman move. roommates? No. What, what was it? We no. knew each other through some mutual friends. Uh-huh. And it was a situation where uh, I was the mega nerd who went to college being like, and my first day I'll find out where the improv teams are. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose line is it anyway? It's so cool. It was great. Um, it was a good yeah, show. yeah. I mean, we, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, but, um, and then so like I did that. And then I, I knew Ian from just like being around campus. And I knew him as a super funny guy. And, that's we right. weren't really close right. friends first semester <laughs> freshman year. That's right. Super. Now effortlessly didn't have which, to join. Which group. one of you is the Colin Mockery? Which one of you is the Ryan Styles? <laughs> I would say Ian is the Ryan Styles. Oh. He's a little more. He's a little taller. Yeah, <laughs> big shoes. And, I, and if anyone's gonna go bald, just from genetics, <laughs> it'll be it'll be me. Is that true? Uh, oh, for oh. sure. Is your dad bald? My or? dad is bald. <laughs> And my brother went bald. What? I don't want to put him on blast. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Well, he went bald at bald. some point. Bald is beautiful. Bald you have beautiful. a full head of hair. I do, yeah, but yeah. I just think gen- gen- I don't. I just gotta, I've yeah. got to be a little pragmatic and say that it's pretty likely that at some yeah. point in my life I will Whoa. go bald. So, Courtney, anyone in your family bald? No, my mom is actually gorgeous at... Uh, at the age of 60, so I'm Ooh. probably going to be, I'm planning to get hotter as I age. Oh, <laughs> damn. So, That's not yet. I'm not hot yet, Benjamin but I think Bunn. 40, I'm going to really peak. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my plan. How do, we all, do we all feel like we have hot parents? <laughs> my parents are pretty my hot. Parents yeah, are yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. hot yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah, both my parents are very hot. Mm-hmm. So my dad's hot, and he's at 71 now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like when I met your parents, I... I felt like they were just like healthy, looking good, yeah. Toby has strong parents. My dad's 72, actually, I just realized he's not 71. He's aging. Yeah, you got an old daddy. 72. (laughs) Yeah, he's starting to forget stuff, I think. Is he really? What is he forgetting? My birthday. Is it fun? Huh? Oh, that's brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? That's that's brutal. You probably didn't get that train set or what? (laughs) (laughs) That puzzle you wanted. Please, daddy, finally. (laughs) I'm not talking about your your dad, but I think there's like a certain point, like people reach an age where they've. It's not like senileness, but I think they they are trying to grasp onto like a a, a vision of their grandparents or children that is like them as a child. Yeah, mm. uh, and I'm specifically referencing my like like close to ninety year old grandma yeah. who she like a few years in a row <laughs> has given my sister like dolls. <laughs> it's very her, innocent. Yeah, it's like they become like, innocent. They yeah. become an age where it's just like all of you are. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to That's her, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess right, re- yeah. relative <laughs> to her, dollar <laughs> yeah. babies. Uh, there's something so strange about like the the contrast of like a very old person with a baby doll. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, there's something yeah. so strong visual. Like, uh, yeah, youth. one of the other. Uh, yeah, what the babies do to live forever. I want you to something. know that my grandma is not creepy like that. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's you go old. home? Is she still Christmas hot like your parents? She's a oh, hot grandma. grandma for if sure. you go home for Christmas <laughs> yeah. and your grandma looks. 50 years younger and all the dolls in her house look old as hell. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. She sucked art, the life out of the dolls. Like, uh, the, what is that? The, the couple that goes to that New England house and it's haunted. Oh. The Conjuring. 
Yeah. That's just the conjure. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Oh. It's like the portrait yeah, yeah. of Dorian Gray a little bit as yeah. well. Conjure me a ride out of there because I got to get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, a little nice. weird. The conjuring had no Harry Potter. It's in your blood, no Harry. Spells, no magic. Yeah. No, no. That's why I didn't watch it. No witchcraft. You didn't watch Harry Potter. I didn't watch Conjuring. <laughs> Because it had no Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't watch Harry Potter because I knew it wouldn't be referenced in the Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And today, of course, we get to our important piece of cultural importance, which is today a book that Courtney so lovingly brought from her home, Franz Kafka, The Complete Stories. How many of these have you read, Court? One. Courtney has read one, Metamorphosis. Yes. The Metamorphosis by Years Franz ago. Kafka. A good high school sweetheart. Yeah. My old high school sweetheart. The Metamorphosis <laughs> by Franz Kafka. Is that the bug one? Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's the bug one. <laughs> We're talking. <laughs> Yuck. He's waking so up. He's a cockroach. Is that right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Something and, um, that resembles one. He's a an exoskeleton. Just a, an insect of sorts. Now, I've read a couple of these other stories, I think, just because it's just Franz Kafka short stories. He's a good writer, <laughs> old Kafka. I He's got a lot of uh, fans out there. For instance, Mur- the Murakami, the author Murakami. I'm re- Wait. Is Murakami um, IQ84? Yes. Yeah. I'm reading that book right now. Amazing, right? It's so good. 1Q84. Well, oh yeah, one Q A four. I always try Me too. because I it's nineteen eighty four with a Q. Yeah, but <laughs> that's an amazing book. It's so good. How far into it are you? I'm about two hundred pages in, <sighs> guys, and it's like a thousand and, pages. And but it's like going fast. It's so it's a tage, it's a tage burner. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, is a book called. Are you Kafka. even reading that thing? <laughs> it's a book called Kafka on the something. So he loves Kafka. Right. I, I just was turned on to him by my, my buddy Sam yeah. Friedman. And, Sam Friedman. And I'm nodding at Ian. He's the only other person who knows that is. Sam Friedman Sam shouts Friedman. out. Yeah. Shouts out Sam. Let's give that link over to Sam as soon as this podcast goes live. Um, another yeah, person from but, college. Uh, also someone who's very funny on campus. Whoa. <laughs> another listener, another uh, listeners, okay. Ryan Stiles college. Type. Yeah, But what about off campus? Oh, off campus? Not, a, not a lick of What's humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doldrums. Okay, so here we are. We're in the Franz Kafka, the complete short stories. I am going to uh, drag my finger, uh, flip through the pages, and somebody just tell me where to stop. 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 And I'm going to drag my finger down the page. And Courtney, you're going to tell me uh, when to stop. Stop. Okay, so our suggestion for this episode of Dunce Patrol from Franz Kafka, The Complete Stories, forward by John Updike, page 361. From the story Josephine the Singer or the Mouse Folk. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Our suggestion is after all, it was only a kind of piping that she produces. Hmm. 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 Something. After all, it was only the kind of piping she produces or something like that. Whatever I said. Mm hmm. That's right. what you said. We get yeah. the gist. Yeah, Thick, billowing steam fills up the basement furnace area of a building. 
this is the, and this is the type of uh, furnace basement area where you know it's like it's, there's some serious industrial work going on and at first glance you might not know if you're not an expert you might not know what type mm-hmm. of work but there's we're talking valves different valves. type of different types of things that you would read with uh, gauges ga- ga- exactly gauges with red areas you don't want the the, the, the pin to reach the red area that we're not talking sense. about gauges in ears no, no we're talking no. about gauges measuring the air pressure air pressure the heat, heat. Cause they, what are they, what are they doing down there? They're shoveling coal, coal. into furnaces, <laughs> Titanic style. And uh, I'm a man. We're we're seeing, we're yes. we're seeing, like those those gates in the Titanic. You know that lock down yes. in between the rooms when the flood happens. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, slam. If 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 these furnaces blow up, you, you gotta lock the gates. The workers are done for. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. We also know that the entire place is covered in rust. There is a lack of care. There is a lack of care in this basement. There's a ton of coal, a lot of sweat, and a ton of rust. The guys are coming in every day. They're doing their job. They're putting in their AirPods. They're listening to their favorite podcast. Lock the gates. Mark Marin. And then they lock the gates and shovel the coal. They don't care about the rest, because it's just their job. No, no. They refer to one another as what the fuck Tuckians. Who the fuck Tuckians? What the fuck? What the fucksters? You it's know, an the inside like. joke. What the fuck, Nick? What the fuck, Nick? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a reference to a podcast. <laughs> and they love it. They it's love what it. really brings this group of coal shoveling Dorcos together. <laughs> together. And here, it's, this is an important thing to point out. This basement is not just like one flight of stairs down from, uh, from the plant. This is no. a, this is like a serious coal mine type situation. Mm-hmm. 30 floors down. Mm-hmm. They have to go into Deep a elevator. Scary elevator. They get blindfolded. They have to put their forehead spun around. on a baseball bat and spin around. <laughs> Whoever gets Birthday into the elevator. Party style. Yeah. <laughs> the quickest. Slice of cake. <laughs> then they're heading down, and they don't know how many floors. And they're blind. And you're hoping you're getting that cake because these folks aren't eating otherwise. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> not until quitting time. And folks, they're shoveling coal not for just any old building, okay? They're Mm-mm. shoveling coal below well-known Sydney Opera House. Sydney Opera House, Sydney very infamous—not in, in, infamously, but. Not famously runs on coal and exclusively that. If you haven't heard of the Sydney Opera House, let me try and help you. I don't really see the Sydney Opera House as much as you hear the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you where that noise comes from. Down below. Let's do a quick, just a quick, you know summary of what this opera house looks like. Gold. Gold everywhere. Gold Gold everywhere. They've redone the roof. It's just one big dome bubble now. (laughs) They've redone the entire building. They streamlined it. it. (laughs) Since you saw it, they took out those jaggedy white-edged rooftop and made a nice dome. Yikes. They made it stop looking like the top of an anime character's head. (laughs) And now it's just a big bubble of gold. Looks like a different anime character's head. Because there's someone new in charge. There's been a change of the guard. Uh-huh. And who's running the Sydney Opera House now? She calls herself Marianne. 
but you know her as the Enforcer. Slam! Marianne, here are your papers for your nine o'clock. Oh, they're a little short. Yes, we ran out of printer paper, so I had to use note cards uh, to print on. I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. Oh, no. You're fired. Oh, no. Where's my new assistant? Hi, Marianne. Um, I was shadowing that assistant, and I just want to say that I thought that he was completely inept and totally uh, in, in the deep end with you. Like, he, a guy like that doesn't know how to handle... Stop talking. I'm sorry. Ugh. Where are my long papers? Sweat drops from the new assistant's brow onto the floor, staining the carpet. I'm sorry, Marianne. <laughs> scrub, 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 scrub. Sorry, that's my shadowing <laughs> assistant. I'm sorry, Marianne. His sweat, it fell on your rug. Not my rug again! Where's the little scrubber boy? Oh, of course. Uh, little scrubber boy, he, he called in sick earlier today, Marianne. I, I should have told you in the, in the morning briefings, but uh, it simply s- it slipped my mind. Why haven't I had one competent staff member in the past three months of working here? We zoom in to Marianne's mind, to her memory, three months in the past. Dog, do you want a, a subway sandwich or the, the Quiznos, Marianne? This is Australia. Duh. I don't want either. Get me a dingo. I'm out Next. Anyone? Mar- Marianne, how was your how was your day at work today? You seem stressed. You seem forlorn more this, than this usual. man is a very competent employee. He's he's wearing four suits. He's sexy he's and so- smoldering. His eyebrows have been waxed. He has a goatee. Marianne, can I get you something? A chai tea? Uh, yes, I love chai tea. You're the first one to to know what I want. Marianne, Marianne, take a seat. Oh, a, a velvet couch. Just like I ordered. Yes, Marianne. Marianne, look. I want to let you know that I think you're running the Sydney Opera House into a new era. I am. I am running the, the Sydney Opera House into a new era. It's all gold. It's a gold dome, and it's what the people want. It's what Australia needs. Yes, yes, yes. It's what they need. It's what they deserve. And frankly, I want to be by your side every second of it. His hand grazes her hip. His uh, other hand gently removes a hair from her shoulder of her pantsuit. Thank you for removing that hair. It's been stuck there for a long time. He can't quite get the hair off the jacket. <laughs> yes, well, you know, some of your assistants don't have the gall that I have, some of the bravery that I have to step into your life the way that I will. Marianne. Knock, knock, knock at the door of Marianne's office. A big, rotund man almost rolls in. Hello? Marianne, I see you're doing an incredible job with the Opera House. Kevin, oh, uh, thank you so yes, much. Yes, Kevin Bingbong, <laughs> the <laughs> owner of the parent company of which you are president. So nice to see you. I uh, wasn't caught off guard at all. Um, Who is this pawing at your shoulder trying to get an air off it? Kevin can see that Marianne and the uh, assistant both have huge boners. Um, Kevin, uh, 
Maybe not the best time, uh, but... <laughs> and who are you? Uh, do you have a scissor? Uh, Kevin, I, I'm Marianne's new assistant. <laughs> do you, um, does it have a name? <clears throat> Scott. Oh, that's a very competent, handsome name, isn't it? Yes. Well, Scott. The rotund man unfurls a very long piece of paper with many commands on it. It says here from corporate that a man with the name Scott Fancy Pants must report to the basement to shovel coal. What? Yes, you heard me right, Marianne. Usually I'd let this delegation go to your expertise, but no. for the time being, the boys in the basement need a handsome man named Scott to be sort of the leader down let there. Me see, let me see that. This, uh, this can't be. No. I'm the supervisor of this space, and I would like to set up a transfer immediately. Mm, I'm afraid it's out of your hands. Steam whistle transition. <laughs> hey, you must be one of the new guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I won't be here for Hell long, yeah, though. Right. Marianne's taking care of me. Do you want a Marianne's old assistance? Yes, I am. Join the club. We oh. all were. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Sally over here, they what? used to have, uh, you know, I heard that they were, like, actually smooching up there. Uh, and, and Bingo over there, he was her first assistant. Oh, yeah, that's right, he was. Are you kidding me? Wait, uh, the last thing I remember, I was, I was just trying to get a hair off of her. Off of her, off of her shoulder. Yeah. Classic. One thing led to another, and then we were smooching yeah. all night. And then that big boy came in, huh? Kevin, yeah. you guys the all guy who basically rolls in. <laughs> he's like a large. I'd say he's kind of rotund, huh? <laughs> yeah. Very rotund. Oh, so what's up with the scroll? Yeah, Why yeah. does he have a scroll? He had, he had a roll of commands. I looked on that. A lot of those commands, commands are just yeah. keyboard shortcuts for programming on his computer. Control F, it's fine. You don't need to write that down. Just commit that one to memory. Control X, that's cut. Use copy, just in case. No, Control Z, don't make a mistake. How about that? Jeez. Hey, down here, if you make a mistake, you're burnt. You're burnt. Literally. Literally. Jesus, you people are awful. Yeah, well, look. We were two years old when Marianne brought us from the Bronx to be her assistants. You know, the only thing that I've eaten in my whole fucking life is cake. dollar slices and cake. Dollar slices and cake. <laughs> that makes me sick to my stomach just hearing that. Yeah, right. There's some good cake. You'll never make you sick. Yeah. All of you stink. <laughs> Leading with your breath. Yeah, there are no toothbrushes. We just got cake. We just gotta suck each other's mouths. <laughs> Let's just say this. I hope you're good at spinning, or you're not gonna be eating much cake. And I hope you're good at spinning, or nobody's gonna have a shower. And I hope you're good at spinning, or I ain't gonna suck your mouth here later. Why are you getting closer to me? Why are you lifting me? Why I, I kind of do want to suck your mouth a little bit. And we also want to see me. if you can be the lead in one of our new plays that we're putting on. Yeah, let, let us lift you. What do you mean? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, hello, Lyle. <laughs> you're really like. Pull me down. At this point, Scott is above the, the three ringleaders of the basement. <laughs> Crew, and these these guys are just spinning Scott in circles. You're light as hell. You no. haven't eaten any cake. I want to I want to do I want to flip him in a way that it's like he's kind of doing rotations yeah. on an X axis and the Y axis yeah. at the same stop, time. Yeah. Stop putting me Ooh. down. Now. Oh, let me fit him for his tap shoes. Oh. Yeah, let me suck on his lips. This guy needs to be stop. in the X games. He's so light. Hands off me. Hands Ooh. off me. What's going on down here? It's Mr. Stringley. Oh no. 
It's lo long Scott. as a piece of string cheese and as thin and as white too. Mr. Stringly comes down holding a cat that seems to, to know something. Oh, Mrs. Stringly, why don't you look around, my love? The cat is let loose and it's definitely feral. <laughs> it eats its own shit and then looks up menacingly at anyone who dares stare at it. The crowd of people, they drop Scott dead on his ass. Uh, you Ow. must be the new one. Scott Fancy Pants, is that correct? Scratching his head and looking up. Stop narrating your actions, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. And who must you be? I am Johnny Stringley, Mr. Stringley to you, a.k.a. your worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, Gurger, one of the Bronx boys, <laughs> kicks <laughs> kicks him, tries to get him to get off. Get off the ground, you're gonna get us all in trouble. Scott, for your laziness, lying on the job, no cake for a week. <gasps> No! For any of us! Get your ass up, Scott! Scott, Scott just pats off some of the dirt on his pants and he, he looks up at Mr. Stringley with a hand put forward and he says, Mr. Stringley! Yes? I am actually glad that I, I've run into you. There's been some sort of a mix-up. I, I was mm. actually Marianne's assistant. and <laughs> Some things got switched around. Shut the fuck up, I Scott. used to be Marianne's assistant as well. Her assistant in love, her lover, I would make love to her and she to I. Until one day, I suggested keeping the Sydney Upper House roof the way it was. And she sent me down here, where I burnt off nine fingers. Jesus. To reveal one thumb. Now, do you understand? Oh my god. It's a cycle, Scott. And you, the most recent cog, taken up by Marianne and cast down to the ditches. Oh no. Look, Mr. Stringley, we're, we're sorry that we're behind on coal. We, we're trying to teach Scott uh, about the space and stuff. We were just trying to catch him up. No more dilly-dallying. As I said, no cake for a week, and if you keep this up, no West Side Story at the end of the month. Oh, come on! <laughs> Mr. S Mr. Stringley's high heels back in his library. <laughs> come now, Mrs. Stringley! He paces around his library looking for that special book. The book where he writes the names of the bad boys in the basement. Mrs. Stringley, where did I put that bad boy book? Hmm. Mrs. Stringley jumps into Mr. Stringley's arms and nuzzles her head against his My arm. My sweet. Oh. oh, your poop is so rocky. You must stop eating rocks, my sweet. You're hurting your little tummy. Mr. Stringley brushes off the shit on his forearm <laughs> oh. that the cat just left. Full of rocks and crumbs. Here, I'll put... The clock strikes 12. Ah, 12.18. Right when I set my clock. <laughs> Ah. Oh, what's this? Oh, I left my book on top of the clock! <laughs> I'm a fool. I found it, Mrs. Stringley. Oh, let me open this up. Ah, 
An empty space for which I can write Scott Fancy Pants. He was quite cute, though, I must admit. If I wasn't married to you, Mrs. Stringley, I wouldn't mind lifting him in the air and licking his Mr. lips. Mr. Stringley, ah! I've been sitting in this armchair the whole time. Father! You are the biggest excuse for a man I've ever seen. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Mr. Shingley's father is sitting in, in a large velvet armchair with a top hat and a monocle. He's looking at a pocket watch. I can't believe I didn't notice this velvet chair being moved into my office. <laughs> I had my, my butlers. <laughs> Oh, yes, I see them there underneath. Mm, like turtles. <laughs> and the velvet chair, their shell. Sorry, that's just something that I thought was kind of a cool image that I had to explain out loud. Anyway, I'm here to explain that we're moving, your mother and I. You're moving, mother? But she must aid uh, attached to those hospital machines. I bought the hospital and we're moving the hospital as well. We're going to Malaysia. No, father. Malaysia? Malaysia. That's another country. Country away! Anyway, it's all, all of that is to say that we want you to come with us. For better or worse, your mother loves you like a son. Because, father. well, because you are her son. Father, I'm still certain that Marianne loves me and will have me back eventually. Hogwash! Huh? That no. woman never loved you. She loves anything that touches her shoulder to take a hair off of it. Don't tell me the story again. I once was Marianne's assistant. <laughs> no, I know. Stop. Stop I was this. married to your mother at the time, and I became her assistant, and we fell in love, and we had sex a lot, and I... <laughs> hey, no! This is, you know... I hate thinking do that I, I need was... To do I need to show you what sex is again? No! With my hands and my fingers. <laughs> the room shakes, and suddenly one of the books from one of the Cases oh, falls under under the ground. Yeah, those damn coal shovelers aren't shoveling coal. Uh, Just then, the door slams. It's Marianne uh, stomping in with her clogs. <gasps> Marianne, hello. Get your shit together, Stringley. I'm sorry, ma'am. Let me just get some of this cat shit off the ground. Rather you sit down here. You remember my father, I'm sure. We yes. we were just leaving. My butlers will carry me out. Oh, hi, turtle boys. Oh, hello, ma'am. What's up, ma'am? Silence. <laughs> Boop. Oh, oh, sorry for speaking. Onward. Goodbye, all. Stringley, I'm here to talk about a transfer. I need Scott Fancy Pants back to be my assistant. Hmm, Scott Fancy Pants. Uh, what does he do? Is he... What? He has a beautiful goatee. He's the newest. Mm, no, I, 
was just down there. I don't remember seeing Scott fancy pants. Mr. Stringley is scratching at his forearms yeah. like he has some sort of irresistible itch. I saw a very ugly man down there who was ugly with an anti-goatee facial arrangement who I didn't want to lock lips with, if I that's who you're referring to. I think I've seen uh, someone down there. Silence! I'm sorry. Turtle boy, get out over there! I'm sorry, the, the turtle boy got away from me for a moment. <laughs> Mr. Stringley's dad yanks the turtle boy out of the room. Where is your shell? Oh, <laughs> the turtle boy vomits on the ground. Mrs. Mrs. Stringley goes and eats the vomit. <laughs> Licks the vomit. Me sorry. Look, like most things, jealousy does not look good on you. Please, just give me my hot little assistant back. Uh, I'll go down and look again, but I can't make any promises, ma'am. I'm sorry. These are the rules. Assistant has never been sent down to the pipe rooms <laughs> to then be brought back up to the opera floor. This one's different. I'll have him on my desk by end of day. Thank you. Slam. I know, Mrs. Stringley. I, too, feel the same way. We transition back into the pipe room. I'm fucking luckless. Nothing over... Nothing ever goes good for me. You're getting the hang of it, though, Steve. Your voice is changing to a Bronx accent. <laughs> yeah, you're getting there, Stevie. Look, it, normally you should go last, but the guys and I have been talking. We want you to spin around first today. Excuse me, come again there? First shot at the cake. We want you to do the spins yeah. first. Put on the put on the uh, handkerchief around your eyes, the bandana. The blindfold. The blindfold. The foreman will decide if you span good enough and pinned it, pinned it right. Mm -hmm. If you did, you get a cake. slice of cake. Can I see the cake before I eat it? Of course. Where's the cake? Look at this. It's in this case right here. Wow. <laughs> all the all the coal shovelers press their grimy faces up to the most pristine glass you've ever seen. Vanilla, white frosting with an ice cream cake center. The cake more than anything resembles a bowl of chili. <laughs> white chili. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait to get my grimy oh, little fingers the on those. caked, very perfect moist. Cake. Those vanilla moist. beans. The vanilla beans. Oh, and it's all, it's hot and it's in a pot and it's boiling. Oh, it's so good. It's cake oh, to a tea. Isn't it right so in the center of that ice cream filling? <laughs> it's definitely just beans and... <laughs> Cream. Nothing oh. as sweet as that. Oh. We love cake. I'm so hungry. I can eat anything. Let me get a look at it. No, mm. you can't sneak in there. Oh. Oh, you can't go in there. He breaks through the, the glass. <laughs> oh my god, none of us have ever done this before. There it is. The cake. I mean, you're gonna get your ass whooped by the foreman. You might as well just take a lick. Get out of here! Grab the whole thing and get the hell out of here! They're gonna bust your balls! Grab the whole thing? Do you guys want some? Can I sneak some to you? Get the hell out of here! Steve grabs the hot pot of chili and 
starts running for the exit. The, 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 the other workers make a human ladder of their backs up so he can get into a uh, air air vent. Air vent. And this is the air vent is up 200 feet above them. 200 feet. <laughs> they so do there's that. like many, many people. They he's do climbing. the human ladder from ants, where it's like it's like <laughs> ants from, building a ladder of bodies. Overshadowed by Bugs Life. Yes. Animated Scott, film ants. Scott, Scott crawls over these these naked bodies. They've started to strip their clothing just out of necessity. We're making it easier for you to grab all this something. And the top guys start kissing and pulling on Scott. <laughs> We're guys, sucking mouths up here. We're sucking mouths. We're sucking any holes up here. We're sucking for you. I would have more to hold on to if you wore your shirts. <laughs> okay, whatever. Man, put some of that chili on my back. Steve Whoa. is climbing naked butts I mean, with Kate. his chili. <laughs> <laughs> a handful of chili, other handful of ass, <laughs> then dick Alternating. ass. Alternating. Dick. <laughs> dick ass, dick ass, until he reaches the vent. Oh no, it's locked. <gasps> What's going on in here? <laughs> the human ladder in instantly disintegrates down to the ground, leaving <laughs> Hanging, Steve, hanging. Chili in one hand, hand on the air vent. He's too high in the air for... Mr. Stringley to see him, though. I see you. <laughs> I see everyone in here. I'm looking for pretty boy fancy pants, though. Where is he? I don't know. I, this glass just broke, and then uh, the we just got chili. Cake. I mean, the bottle cake ran the away. The cake! The cake is missing! <laughs> ah! Where is the cake? Hold on, Mr. Stringley. We, we're gonna find our shirts and pants first. We, we, you know, we all get the same hey, uniform. Hey, Mr. Stringley, but... this is hilarious. I'm only, I'm only, only wearing a left sock right now. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Mr. You Stringley, I'm a mess. All 500 of you are naked and raging hard. I thought it was pajama day, Mr. Stringley. I actually then thought it was spirit you, week. Why did you wear pajamas? This is my pajamas. This is I sleep in the nude. So it, it was in fact spirit week, <laughs> but it was color wars, not not pajama day. They were all supposed to wear red or blue. <laughs> Yeah, we, so we all got no. <laughs> this is why we made the schedule on the door on the way in. Today I is know, color I block know, day. I we know, wear colors. I noticed that you're wearing all blue and you look great. Thank you. Mrs. Stringley helped me pick this out this morning. She vomited on the other pieces of clothing I shouldn't wear. Okay. Isn't that Stop. right, Mrs. Stringley? She barfs in the direction of the air vent. Oh, oh. In her barf is an, a, a live bird. <laughs> the bird flies towards the air vent. <laughs> but a hole next to the vent, just big enough for a human to crawl out of. A way out. Thought Steve. <laughs> Thought Steve, <laughs> which is his name. That Maybe man with the handsome butt, he's... Holding on to the air vent up there! Oh, That's the air vent to the stage! <laughs> up, up above, we cut to the to the opera house. There's a a, a performance of uh, opera. Annie. Of opera. Annie, Annie, opera. Annie the opera. <laughs> Little opera Annie. Little opera Annie. <laughs> It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. 
kicked. He's a hard knock We see in the back of the uh, audience, it's, it, this is a dress rehearsal, and... Uh, the rotund man strokes his knees. As, uh, <laughs> his sore knees. As Joanne sits next to him. Marianne sits Marianne next to him. A very, very impressive performance, Marianne. I'm blown away. Oh, is it? Yes. Sorry, I'm just a little bit out of it. You've been acting strange, Marianne, ever since last week when I visited your office. Do speak up. Uh, yes, I... I have been feeling strange. <laughs> A bird covered in vomit flies by their heads. <laughs> Mummy Ann, what was that? What is the meaning of this? I don't know. I've I've never seen anything like this in in my gorgeous opera house. Let me uh, talk to someone about it. I'll be right back. The bird is attacking the very large man. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Kevin. Ah, I. Grabs it by the neck, I do. <laughs> Thank you for narrating your, your movement. You're very uh, welcome. Marianne, do you want me to get a paper towel? Yes, please. Please get a paper towel. Uh, Kevin, I I don't know why where this vomit bird came from. Who who's responsible for this? Pause the stop the stop the rehearsal. Darna! Uh actors, uh, have you seen have you seen where this bird came from? I saw it come through the grate. I saw it come through the top of the building. That I'm not paying attention. <laughs> oh, you're useless to me. Uh, take five. And if anybody has any information on uh, where this bird came from, covered in vomit and coal? It's covered in coal. It must have come from the basement. Five more minutes, you three want to go dance in the, in the parlor room? <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna do that by myself. If we you see, to. Uh, we see Steve Fancy Pants is stuck in the air vent right underneath the stage. He he's stuck. His waist is stuck because the air vent got so small. But there's a little smaller assistant in, in the air vent who come, who who's cleaning it out and and sees him. Hey, you're Steve Fancy Pants, aren't you? <gasps> yes. <clears throat> I'm one of the newer assistants to the assistant to the scrubber boy to the assistant to Marianne. <sighs> Listen to me. Listen to me, boy. Whoa. You're as hot as they all say. Can I suck your mouth? <sighs> Get off me. Get off me. You taste like cake. Listen, run. Run from here and run fast. Why? Run away from the Sydney Opera House. Maybe I can help. Marianne's looking for you as we speak. Marianne's looking for me? Mm-hmm. She's trying to get you transferred back. No. For the first time ever. No. It's all anyone's talking about. That and the Anthony Davis to the L.A. Lakers trade that might go down. That's an mm. incredible trade. Sorry, I'm shadowing it's him. It's okay. It is an incredible trade. But we don't think the GD bus is going to pull the trigger. No. What does she want? More draft picks in return? Team boys, They're team gonna boys. They're going to absolutely bleed the Lakers out of draft picks. Listen, team boys, I have been eating nothing until I got my hands on this big pot of cake. Mm -hmm. uh, it smells like good cake. It smells so, so good. Like, uh, umami, is that the right word? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. 
Look, it's not neither here nor there. We need to get out of here. Where is it? The three of us. It's in a basement. The Sydney Opera House runs atop a basement, boys. <gasps> no. A basement? That sounds bad. It's a basement. Runs. Runs, the vomit bird has has hurt Kevin deeply. Can you please get some bandages? We gotta go. Uh, we'll, we'll try and save you, I guess. Listen, boys, if you could do one thing for me, do this. At the stroke of midnight, which is really 12.18. When the big cuckoo clocks all around the theater go off. Yes, I need you to go because of the time difference. Go... go yeah, the time difference within the building. 18 minutes. <laughs> We're 18 minutes faster than the Sydney, Sydney city around us. You need to go into whoever keeps coming down into the into the basement. Who is it? Uh, it's Mr. Stringley. Stringley. Yes, and you need to go into his library and take the the book that that falls every time the the, the horns blow. Okay. Okay. You don't want us to just tell Joanne you're under the stage? <laughs> she really wants to get you out. <laughs> tell that to Joanne and Marianne as well. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! No, I honestly, I know I'm just shadowing you and it's not really my place to say, but uh, she looks like a Joanne. Don't know. worry about it. I, it's crazy. And I'll figure it out. That, I'll figure it out. About the time the Lakers figure out how to get a second star there with LeBron. Runtz, are you talking about the NBA again? Uh, no, the Australian Basketball League. Look, Steve, we've got to go. Uh, bye. We'll go into the thing at midnight or whatever. Yeah, we love you, Steve. Jeez, get the fuck off me. Just one more suck. This right, is bye. illegal. You guys are 14. Steve continues to climb through the air vents and, and is making his way throughout the opera house and climbs his way into Stringley's office. Oh, Mrs. Stringley. Just you and me. This must be Mr. Stringley's office. Well, what did you eat earlier, Mrs. Stringley? Red pepper. A bean. And a key. And a chest. <laughs> and a chest. A small chest. Hmm. The key. This key looks like it's to a Nissan Altima. Okay, very interesting. And this chest I can easily open with my hand. Ah! Full of vomit. Oh no. The chili pot. It's been horizontal. Some of it's... The chili spills onto Stringley's desk. Oh, this isn't your throw-up, Mrs. Stringley! This is cake! Why is there... He slowly looks from six o'clock straight down. All the way to straight up 12 o'clock. He locks, he locks eyes with Steve. They're looking into each other's pupils. Their souls clash. Fancy pants! A little more chili falls. A cake falls right Whoa. up to <laughs> Mr. Stringley in my eyes! I gotta get out of here.
Scott, uh, Steve takes the chili with him through the vents, crawling further and further. He's got the book, Mrs. Stringley! Get him! Get him, Mrs. Stringley! The cat springs from the desk, younger than ever and rejuvenated, into the air vent, immediately starts biting on Steve's leg and scratching the shit out of it. Get off me. This only makes Steve... Uh, crawl even faster. He's he's crawling at breakneck speed, and and all you can hear is kadunk, 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 as he's moving through the vent loudly. Mary Ann, um, we just saw Steve in what? the air vents. He's crawling around the air vents, yeah. Mary Ann. You know how you wanted us to put little flowers in the air vents so the air smelled better? Yes. Well, we did that. We put a bunch of baking flour in all the air vents. Oh, I meant hydrangeas, you idiots. Hi, yeah, hydrated flour. Hydrated flour. We put a bunch of wet what flour, flour all in the vents. And when oh. we were doing that, slipping and sliding around. Tell me where Steve is. I need to know where Steve is. Uh, Steve, well, I'll tell you what. He's not on the L.A. Lakers, because they won't give up enough second-round picks. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm the, okay. The, the, shadowing, the shadowing assistant kisses the normal assistant. Mm. Mm. I said no more NBA talk. Not in my office. Anyway, he ran off, or I, I should say he crawled off. He crawled off to Mr. Stringley's office to get the big bad book that falls when it goes dong. And now he's crawling his way back. They hear a succession of thuds above them. That must be him! <laughs> but instead, the door opens to reveal a very rotund man <laughs> with a bird guts in his beard. I, I found a lot more birds around here. Uh, I thought you were dancing, Kevin. Uh, don't you need to get back to dancing? No, I've quite grown tired of dancing. Instead, I thought I'd do a bit of onding. He begins to take off his shirt. And beneath my shirt are even more pigeons that I've found in your fucking opera house. I've his, gone from happy to very angry, Marianne. In the rolls of his flesh, he produces dead pigeon bodies that he'd been collecting through the opera house. A few Mice, of these. rats, snakes, any animal. Uh, and actually, under this flap is a very small human. He was already dead. <laughs> I found this. I, I didn't kill any of your employees. <laughs> But the, first the point remains, you've got a vermin problem and one dead child. Look, Kevin, I have kept this opera house running for, for the past year, okay? I've done it successfully, and I've done it without a lot of complaints. I just need you to trust me. This dome looks like a birdcage, and this mm. space was previously occupied by borrowers. And I knew that. You saw the contract, okay? We're trying to make this work, but I don't have a staff that is competent enough to support this space. That crack along the ceiling right above the rotund man's head, and the air vent comes down and crashes right upon it! Oh. 
Proton Man is instantly killed. <laughs> the Cuckoo Clock whoa, Strike 1218. What an entrance. <laughs> Marianne, Steve is I covered think I owe in you an cake. apology. <laughs> Steve, you're alive. He's covered in cake, chili. And he's covered in wet flour. Marianne, and... have I got a story for you. And at that moment, we zoom into Marianne's mind, back to present day where she had just fired the first assistant and the other two assistants were still in her room, cleaning up the mess. Marianne, of course, we'll keep scrubbing at the rug, but whatever happened to Steve? It, that was a few months ago. Uh, we understand that, but... Did he not stay on as your assistant, or...? He found new opportunities. The door opens. It's Steve. But he's very, very large now. <laughs> A very rotund version of he's Steve. Wearing 20 suits. Wearing 20 suits. With a hat that looks like it's got pockets on it. He's got dead birds hanging out of his pockets. Steve. I didn't expect to see you here. Funny how these things work. Not expecting to see one another in places. Steve, in his monotonous and slow voice, goes on for 30 minutes to explain his theory that time is a circle. <laughs> Time is a fat man, is a rotund man. Is a rotund man. man. <laughs> he concludes his thought. And I think that's just how it all works. He adds on one more thought about Anthony Davis. <laughs> I don't think he deserved what happened to him. Anthony, and of course I'm talking about Anthony Davis, who I don't know anything about. Could be really off color, you know, my take. Thanks, Steve. Um, thanks for that take. Uh, you have hair on your shoulder that you can get off yourself. His arms can't reach that way. Marianne, I can't reach it. Perchance you might want to grab it. I'll have one of the runs do it. No, Marianne. I insist upon you. Fine. She goes to grab the hair and pulls out four more dead pigeons <laughs> that fall on the ground with a big thud. Kind of interesting, right? Time. We zoom Space. out to reveal that the Sydney. the Sydney Opera House, the big golden dome is actually the center of where the long hand and the short hand of a clock intersect. The Sydney city skyline merely numbers on the face of a clock. The, we zoom out further. The clock is a, is a cuckoo clock in the wall of the real Sydney Opera House. <laughs> and it's actually, actually midnight this time. And it goes, cuckoo, cuckoo. And the real manager of the real Sydney Opera House, Mr. String Cheese, <laughs> closes his book. Mm -hmm. Slam. 
And that's how it all went down, Father? In this, here, this Sydney Opera House was founded. <laughs> the end. Um, once again, I'm your dirty, nasty host, Tobias Childs. You can follow me on Instagram at Tobias Childs. Find all episodes of the podcast as well as artwork, music, and some live show dates, hopefully at this point, on eggmouth.com. Theme song by my good friend Eli Shine at Bad Wolf on SoundCloud and the PBS TV show Arthur, recorded and edited by the talented Mr. Ian Iverson. Special thanks to Andrew Ubeline and Courtney Dunham. This has been a production of Eggmouth LLC. Thank you. Goodbye.